0: Welcome back to the first ever JJK Chronicles. Yep. First time around the block. We're glad you guys came back. I am Ronnie. And I'm Chatty. And what we've got here is a Jiu-Jitsu Kaizen podcast. Uh, JJK, you know, some people stepping call Stepping back in the box. we got a new show. How are you feeling, Chad? I am feeling terrific. This coffee that I have
1: in my left hand is stronger than ever. I don't know what they did to what this What happened? Thing. It feels like they just—they literally grabbed the beans and just stuck it in the water.
0: A bean water, love it. So, if you're new around here, which is quite possible, since new shows bound to attract new listeners. Uh, like I said, I'm Ronnie. He's Chad. We're gonna do a Jujitsu Kaizen podcast. Let's just take care of some housekeeping stuff. Let you know what's going on with this podcast. Let's start by saying this: while we're professional podcasters. We are not professional show watchers. No, we are not. Um, And this is our
1: second show for Mm -hmm. all you newbies out there. Go listen to our first one, the AOT
0: Chronicles, uh, number one worldwide. Yeah, we Um, have full coverage of Attack on Titan, if that's something that you're into. But, you know, Attack on Titan's on hiatus. we got to find a new show. A lot of hype building up for this JJK stuff. So here we are. And um, we'll go ahead and start by saying this, in no way, and I can't stress this enough, in no way are we experts on Jiu-Jitsu well, Kaizen. I mean, we, I I wouldn't say mm-hmm. I'm an expert, but I'm mm-hmm. getting there. As a matter of fact, you know, we built up our little small listener base, and we started watching jiu Kaizen to make sure that it's something that we want to watch, and they decided, we got a lot of feedback saying, hey, you guys should cover it episode by episode, so we actually haven't even seen the full season. No. I, I don't even think we've seen half of it. No, I've seen, um, and by the way, if you're new around here, you're hearing a lot of stuff going on. I believe when I came into the studio, your mom was playing bowling. Um, wee bowling? or? Well, it wasn't really wee bowling. She actually had a basketball, which, not a bowling ball, and had set up some cleaning products and was rolling them across the kitchen. Lordy. So there's a lot of banging... Now it sounds like she might be filling up some water But There's a lot of background noise. We're sorry about that. We're doing what we can. And uh, what was I talking about? You are talking about wee Bowling, I think. Okay. So, no, we're not experts in the show by any means. If you feel like we missed something, let us know. We like to think of ourselves as just your friends that you're holding hands with, watching and talking about a show right. that you like. And just let us know if we miss it. Um,
1: most of the time, I don't miss it. I have it in my mm-hmm, notes, but I've mm-hmm. got such like high, uh, what do you call it, expertise level of notes that you, yeah. I don't cover all of it in the pod because it's so much.
0: Right. So with that being said, let's just get into this thing. Let's do it. So we got season one, episode one, and... Uh, uh, before we actually get into it, after I just said let's get into it, I'm very scared of names in this show. Uh, I feel like we're drowning in syllables. So uh, early on, before we get into a bad habit, now is the time to make any corrections on how you feel like we should say things. And if there's nicknames for certain characters that have yep. these 20-syllable names, you got to tell us Yeah, about please it. spell out how to say the name. But uh, this episode, I believe, is called... Ryoman Sukuna. <laughs> oh, huh? What? How are you? Is that say- how you said <laughs> Sukuna? Yeah, yeah. Let's roll with it. What do you think? Sukuna. Thinking? I, I don't think it is. All right, it might not be because I, <laughs> I have no idea. I just wanted to laugh and make it seem like you said it completely. <laughs> right. This one, I'll be honest. I watched a YouTube video, <laughs> and the guy said, Sukuna. I was going to say "Sakuna," like uh, Akunya. Sakunya Matata? Yeah. All right, here we go. This is going to be our worst podcast yet. Is it ramen yet. or Ryomen? Strap it on. Ra- what did I, what'd you say? Ramen? Not ramen. Uh, okay, we start up with our character waking up in quite a predicament that Chaz, you've actually found yourself in more than once. He's, uh, he's beaten, tied up in a room, lit exclusively with lanterns. And a lot of pieces of paper hung in various ways, which always means trouble.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a blindfolded man there.
0: Yeah, we have another... Shit's getting a little yeah. kinky. That's what, that's what I meant. Position yeah. you found yourself in many times. Another guy in the room who obviously we have to like because, as you said, blindfolded, really cool white hair. Uh, sitting backwards in his chair. I mean, what else could they have done to make this guy cooler? Yeah, when you're sitting backwards in your
1: chair, you're either A, hitting on a girl in ninth grade, or mm-hmm. B, you're just a badass.
0: And I believe he is a badass. Uh, I, I This show's just meant for you. Let's just start by saying that you, you often find yourself blindfolded in a dark room with other men. That's just what... Well, no, not other men. You, most of the time, it's women. Most of the time. so This, this is a peculiar situation, though. We learn that the blindfolded gentleman is named... Gojo Satoru. Yeah. And he says he's in charge of the first years at Jiu-Jitsu High. Really let that part sink in, Chaz. Jiu-Jitsu High, high school. Yep. Wherever we go from here in this podcast, be extremely careful. Well, this guy is in charge of him, so we don't have to be careful when it comes to him. But he's around a high school, which makes me think we're going to be around a high school, so I'm going to need you to tread carefully and
1: i can't help but when you say his name gojo is that just a play on the word
0: dojo because a dojo and a goat like hey and it's awesome notes like that that you come to the podcast chronicles for he had been thinking about that all night long and here it is in the pod. you know what jazz i don't know wow i thought you would have came with a better answer than that so gojo asked this other guy which one he is right now Huh? Yeah, they've been role playing. And the, I've been here before. The young lad tied up is named Itadori Yuji, who is informed that he will be secretly executed, and then they kill him, and the show's over. And all right, there we that, go. Was, that was, was the first ever episode, last ever episode. Pod. Bad joke. And we go to the OP, Chad, as our uh, music expert. What do you think of this? This opening credits sequence.
1: I thought it was a decent song. I didn't think it was anything spectacular, nothing poor. Um, but I did think the artwork was great. And uh, Panda. Of course, I mean... There's a panda in it. Yeah. How could you not like it when there's a
0: damn panda in the intro? Yeah, of course you would go with the most basic bitch thought of, oh, look at the panda running across a roof. <laughs> you didn't think that was cool. You knew exactly what he was doing, didn't you? Meaning running across a yeah. roof? Yeah, I, I, I saw
1: it. You liked it. You wouldn't have remembered
0: that if, you didn't, if it didn't leave an everlasting impression on you. It's a panda man. I am actually more cultured, and I'll tell you who I was most intrigued by, because we see a bunch of characters in this first uh, oh, God. the opening credit sequence. I'm going with the person with the long white hair licking blood off their thumb, and they also have some sort of mark all over their face, and I feel like they have fangs. You feel like they have fangs? I just wow. feel like, yeah, I felt like they had fangs. Yeah, but Do you did, know who I'm talking about? But, but did you see the panda? But do, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Listen, everyone saw the panda. Not everyone saw my cool, shady character uh, licking blood off the thumb just real quick and smiling seductively. We come out of the, uh, the OP here, and uh, as far as I, I liked it, I thought it was very casual. I think you're downplaying the song too much. I can definitely jam to I'm it. I'm not downplaying it. And we presumably flash back to see Itadori at home calling to check on his grandpa. A nice nurse says she will go check on him where she is met with a bunch yeah. of just unnecessary yelling from a grumpy old man. Well, how about Itadori's using one of those dial spinny wheel phones from
1: like the 1950s? Did you catch that? I love a good, uh, what would you call it, a dialing
0: spinny thingy? A dialing spinning wheel phone. Those are the kind of phones where I've never been honored enough to actually make a call from oh, my whole do, life do you remember our buddy back in the day that used to have one of those mm, i'm i think i gotta know which buddy that you're yes, talking about
1: with the old house mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i gotta got make a call from there one time really I, yeah and you got to use the spinny thing i got to use the spinny thing it only took
0: me like 10 tries uh, it yeah was, it seems like you gotta be real perfect you too, do to get that thing out into the service lines so the old man's telling the nurse to tell Itzadori not to come, but that he should go to his club instead. So naturally, you know, Itzodori says he will be by tomorrow evening because he's a good grandson. This guy is grumpy, man. He' very grumpy, but he, I think he's one of those guys who's going to be around for a long time, and we're gonna yeah, does, we're yeah. gonna come to love him. So we'll see what his character. And has he's he's playing
1: he's playing the grumpy
0: part mm-hmm. just to hide his true emotions. I've seen it before. So we cut over to a high school that, listen, I'm going to be honest, I refuse to learn the name of this thing until it becomes important for me to do so because it was the longest name I've ever seen for a high school and I'm already very intimidated by the names, like I said earlier. We meet a new character. It's nighttime. How would you describe this guy's vibe? This guy, very punk hair. He's got the punk black hair. Black
1: cloak on. Black cloak on. All right, so that's else? how
0: that's how Chad would describe this guy's vibe. Uh, excellent work. No, by he, you. you know
1: what he reminds me of? He reminds me of like a uh, a half half goth. Mm-hmm. He's a half gothish man. He's not a full goth gothish man. He doesn't have like the the Satan ear earrings
0: or anything like that. But he's got the gothy vibe going on. All right, so he strolls up under the moonlight and panders to himself how dumb these people are for keeping a cursed object here. But alas, he's fooled because he opens it up and there is nothing. He calls back to headquarters who, uh, who pokes his buttons a little bit and says, no going home until you find it. And we cut over to the Occult Phenomenon Research Club. Change well, it, too long of a name. Where we meet Sasaki, Aguchi, Gucci. i love the gucci name that's such a good name to have i yeah, i've got a nickname for this guy you ready yeah i'm ready a gucci gucci goo <laughs> uh, oh that was good i love that all right we're off the ground running here no, we are. i've
1: got i've got one too okay what you got a gucci mane
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> they're here with itadori who's talking very intensely until it's revealed they are basically playing with like a ouija board is I that? was going to say
1: it was a Luigi board. I mm-hmm. have you ever played the game Luigi's Mansion?
0: I I've dabbled a little bit. Pretty okay. spooky, you know. Not really my. I'm more the kind of guy that when I play a Mario franchise, I can only deal with a Boo's castle like yeah. one in six levels. So when it's just level after level, I've got those things you know staring down my back, and you know I got to keep turning each which away oh, and you've got like the, the weird flashlight going on it's just really stressful for me so yeah. i try and now see i'm pretty sure
1: luigi's mansion was built the whole game was built on someone using a luigi board mm. and bringing in these ghosts and demons around have
0: you ever used a luigi board i
1: i have I'll really I, I hate to admit it i have i was probably wow. 12 or 13 um and Talking with the ghosts well not really is this
0: at the same friend's house because he's that kind of freaky guy that he was it wasn't
1: at his though I me and my buddy were playing with these like other uh, females and males Mm -hmm. and we kind of acted like you know the whole board was moving but it was really just our hands just moving it or was it
0: great story (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, there's nothing more to it Because we just we did that and then, and then everyone was like We saw you just move your hand and oh, then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those it
0: wasn't as spooky as it no. needed to be So another grumpy man barges in Who uh, Itadori calls Plankton President Spongebob Chronicles coming soon So now the president is here To put an end to this phony club That they've got going on and The club members are acting pretty cocky And that, ladies and gentlemen Is a page turn Um, you know, the old listeners of the podcast Chronicles, they're gonna feel very nostalgic about it. Any new listeners or season four listeners of Attack on Titan are gonna think, hey, what the fuck was that obnoxious noise in my headphones? And would you like to break this down for the people, Chad?
1: There's not much to break down. It's my preferred method of Mm -hmm. communication. Mm -hmm. I write down with a pen or a pencil, uh, the, the notes that I'm taking, and then when I,
0: You know, move on to the next page. I turn the page. Now, I certainly wouldn't want to get dragged down by this paper fiasco, but I do feel like it needs a little backstory. See, you were a a broke-ass bitch when we started this podcast. You still remain a broke-ass bitch, but we have managed to scrape up some some upgrades. Um, And you insisted on writing in notebooks with pen and paper as if you were eh, still in third grade in 2003, and wow. you just never have seemed to try at all to turn a page quietly. So it, you hear it every single time. And then you finally upgraded to a laptop, even though when you were using the notebook, you said it was because it was your preferred notebook. It, well, yeah, from. it was my preferred. Have you ever seen the SpongeBob episode
1: where he's, he's saying he's doing it while he's writing his essay? Right, and then he's got the just very fancy. Yes, that's how I felt last night. I did the notes last night. I repeatedly said i'm doing it repeatedly said i'm doing it didn't even have the show going Mm -hmm. and i just look at the top of my page and it just says episode one i was
0: like wow that was great basically the moral of the story is i hate you because you're fake that's just a nice little that's not it's not just a nice. that's a guys become
1: if you want to become one with yourself and one with nature use a pen and paper Stop using technology.
0: as I said, the club members are acting pretty cocky, though, as Sasaki pulls out a book and asks Plankton about whether or not he knows about the closed rugby field. All right, don't call this guy Plankton. His name's Plankton. That's not his name. Itadori called him Plankton President. Just call him President. I don't... Plankton says yes, and that some of the students who fell ill were actually hospitalized, And Sasaki says that a bunch of the tough rugby players claim to have heard stuff around the field before they fell ill. And the club found an article talking about the disappearance of a person who worked with the construction company. And it mentioned that he was last sighted here at the high school during construction. Wow! on the field. He had a couple spooky tales. Turns out the man had gotten in some trouble with loan sharks. So basically none of this thing matters. Uh... Yeah, to me, it's
1: just, this is Lone Sharks. I mean, come on. These yeah. Lone Sharks came, they killed him. There's nothing spooky going on.
0: Right. And Sasaki, she gets way too excited. She, uh, She's screaming as if she's throwing Charizard into the battlefield, because that's how sold she is on this this ghost making these people sick. And uh, Plankton wastes no time and says, it was caused by ticks. Yeah, I mean, it was leukemia through not leukemia. What do they call it? Um, what's the disease? It's uh, Le- 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 uh, Leif Erickson's disease.
1: Yes, it was Leif Erickson's disease
0: from ticks, and plankton just says it how it is. I, I gotta be honest, you know, I wasn't sure how I felt about this plankton guy, but he's the kind of guy that you have to respect. I feel like he's got the, the finger on the pulse of this school, and he makes the hard decisions, and he's not always liked for it, but respect. Yeah. So uh, Itadori hits Plankton with a "so what," which I is always a good come uh, good backup plan. If you end up looking foolish, just hit him with a "so what." Yeah, especially to your principal. And Plankton says the real problem is Itadori himself because he is registered for track and field rather than the occult club, and therefore the club doesn't even have the necessary three members required for a club. Get wrecked. So it's Dory's confused because he says he wrote down the right club when out of nowhere. Now, I'm going to go and preface this by saying we're getting ready to meet my favorite character of episode one. Okay. Out of nowhere, there is an athletic gentleman in a green tracksuit that has just appeared in the room. Appeared out of thin air. In such a way that until proven otherwise, I am just assuming that Mr. Takagi here... Another word. Takagi, the track coach, can teleport whenever and wherever he needs yeah, to. Yeah, he might be the ghost or whatever mm-hmm. that they're looking for. So I got to see some proof. Otherwise, that's how I'm operating. Deal with it. How do you say his name again? Takagi. He says that he was the one to change Itadori's club because they need him for nationals, which I you got to respect a coach getting dirty and just <clears throat> changing official paperwork from students. Forcing yep. them into things that they don't really have an interest in
1: yeah I, I love those type of teachers and people. Hey, when you have the talent, you know you should use that talent. Don't go
0: spending your time using a Luigi board in the Oculate club, mm-hmm. and this is the well occult club, or it might be Oculate then here's the first time that I realized we're definitely not an attack on Titan anymore. This show is so anime. <laughs> president plankton
1: i I was so excited to see this part and
0: see ronnie's reaction he gets hit with a literal spotlight as he thinks to himself that this is a teacher who is more problematic than the students Itadori is pissed because he's like bro how many times do i have to tell you i don't wanna don't wanna but takagi is a baller he challenges him to a competition that's so epic we see the guy from earlier. We cut over to him who he's followed directions and is still up from the night before. He's got to be pretty tired. Got some bags under his eyes. He's on the rugby field where, oh, I, here's something. Blue monsters are swimming in the ground. No big deal. <sighs> yeah, that was creepy. He wonders if there's a dead body buried here. And let me be more professional. I apologize. This monster that looks like a huge blue wizard with an aggressive pair of dentures climbs up a pole and is actually referred to as a grade 2 curse. Grade 2 curse. So I'm sorry that I just simplified it to monster. And that's not the one he wants. No, no. The man says that he is surprised though to see it here and it must be the cursed object's influence. So this thing's already a pretty big deal and it's only here because of this stronger cursed object. And what is a curse exactly? Um, In your own definition. It is a, what am you're making me fucking define a curse?
1: Yeah, I want you to, I want to hear your opinion on it's, what you think a curse you know, it's is. it's an
0: item or being, I'll say, that's just filled with the dark arts. That's good. That was a good one. So he's looking at a picture, hey don't tap your chair, he's looking at a picture on his phone but this cursed object is elusive and we're having a tough time finding it, everyone be on the lookout, it's my note. (laughs) And he walks further on to one hell of a competition, Coach Takagi has slipped out of the green warm ups and is showing off one hell of a body. Yeah, man, I, mean, older, I feel
1: like <clears throat> I feel like this older gentleman. Mm-hmm. He really just wanted to show off his body to these youngins, and it's a little creepy.
0: No, I don't think it's creepy. He's very respectfully. He, he's respectfully he, showing he, off he, his yeah, body. He walks okay. around. He walks. First of all, he's old. You know. You know how hard it is to look this good when you get older. Wait, how old do you think he is? I would say he's like late thirties. Oh, this
1: guy is so old. Late thirties is not old, Ronnie. We
0: have listeners that are older than that. Late thirties is. I'm not saying he's so old. I'm saying there's beautiful, attractive women that. I'm saying to be late thirties, you know, and you're still you're you're a gym teacher at a high school, retired athlete. I mean, because that's definitely what's going on. He used to be a killer athlete. He's retired now it's easy to let all that hard work go you know you've been training so much of your life but Takagi he still got the willpower he does so don't do okay don't, you're right I don't I took try too far. and undermine his accomplishments I don't like that I'm, he might be in his 40s though i late 30s little but he looks so great how could I not say 30s well
1: I mean there's professional athletes that are still playing in their late 30s it's not like we have he okay we have listeners yeah who are professional in their 50s. athletes
0: He's a coach in high school, all right, and he's challenging and he's wearing muscle shirts in front of 16-year-old girls, and I think it's great. I think it's yeah. just terrific. He's okay, got great Ronnie. form and throws the ball an impressive 14 meters. Now, here's what I like about the show. They do did you ever do
1: shot put? No, I never did shot put. So I didn't know if you wanted to. The only
0: thing I shot put was
1: food into my mouth. Yeah, I, I I do remember that actually. I wanted to know if you
0: knew how impressive fourteen meters actually was. Well, that's what I'm getting ready to say. If you would just grab your horses, wrangle them up, and hold them, horse take. If you're like me and you have no idea if fourteen meters is good or not, this that's... show does a lot of good things. They put on the screen that Japan's national record is eighteen meters. You know, yeah, pretty but... good for an old ball coach. Uh, I mean, it's pretty good, yeah. Um, Pretty good? What are you
1: doing? Dude, I'm just saying, uh, in America, we're a little bit better at shot put than um, over in Japan. And I've seen people... Oh, really? Yeah. You're
0: very familiar with the records of shot put across the country? You want to know an actual cool story? Sure.
1: When I was in eighth grade, one of my buddies... Was number
0: two in the nation in shot oh, put. Oh, wow. Eighth grade. Yes. So cool. That's almost as impressive as being fourth place on the Guitar Hero leaderboards. And Oh, and here's the important part. Oh the Nintendo Wii.
1: Yeah, and I was 11 or 12 playing against 16-year-olds with no jobs
0: and no life, and I still beat them. And what, how many meters was your eighth grade buddy throwing? Oh. it's a good question. You don't know. Hey. But he he was, he was at but he was at lunch one time and told you that he was the second best no. eighth grader and you're like oh really I went
1: and watched him he was yeah. six to like 200 pounds in eighth grade
0: and he could throw the shit out of a shot put I don't think you ever looked up eighth grade shot put records to confirm whatever lies this man <laughs> said you we saw say that. how often do we say we're professional podcasters but yet we've never made a cent on a podcast people can say whatever they want yeah. Chad. I'm about to put my Venmo out there. It's getting it's getting harsh out in these streets. So Itadori, he's getting some hype and uh, a Gucci Gucci Goo tells Sasaki that he heard Itadori completed all stages of Ninja Warrior. Whoa. Takagi takes it easy on the little shrimp and tells him he can throw it however he likes. He won't call a foul. What a good sportsmanship. You know what I was thinking Love though? Takagi. So a shot
1: put isn't when you have better form isn't easy isn't it easier to throw it further though so like why he's basically saying throw it however you want so he's going to change his form and that's going to
0: make him throw it even less further so he's playing mind games with itadori right here he's playing mind games but the the, i would assume that itadori doesn't know the correct form and if he had to try and do just off of watching takagi he's not going to throw it as far as if he just free balls it how would you throw it uh i would throw it i would have to throw it like Itadori does, except maybe I would do a couple spins just for show. Because I'm very... uh, I would love to see you throw it like a baseball. You know how much this thing weighs? I know. Okay, God. This guy's got one friend in eighth grade that he hasn't talked to in 10 years. And all of a sudden, he's some shot put elitist. No,
1: I saw him. How
0: would you throw it? Hot shot? I would throw it exactly like a shot put throws. I Dude, I mean, I've been
1: been around the block a few times. Um, My buddy... (laughs) shit we're going way back 14 or 15 he was demonstrating how to throw one to me in gym class and i got it uh
0: close to 14 feet meters he was throwing a tennis ball ladies and gentlemen so let's move on because basically your entire argument's getting ready to a shot put's getting ready to be thrown into your mouth. That's how stupid you sound after the way Itadori throws this thing. Because he casually reaches back and throws this thing a world record 23 meters. If there was a... Whoa. Wait, a world record? Well, I mean... The entire world? Hey, or, I mean... I can't imagine that Japan sucks so bad that they're five meters off the rest of the world. Five entire meters? Are you, I don't... Do, now you're disrespecting... Okay, great. Now you're disrespecting Japan. I'm not disrespecting
1: Japan. They've done many great things. They've created anime. They created
0: You're telling manga. me Japan's national record is an entirely 25% worse than the rest of the world?
1: I mean, yeah. I'm thinking so. All right. I'm just... They're, most of the time, they're busy drawing and
0: uh, animating stuff, I would imagine. I just don't even like what you're doing right now. My guy, Takagi... He can't believe what he's just witnessed and Itzidori's club members are also impressed to the point that Sasaki says, you know, when Itzidori walks back up, you know, you don't have to stay in the occult club for our sake. You know, Itzidori says they wouldn't be able to go to haunted places without him because I guess we got ourselves a couple of scaredy cats over here wow so they're the ones that want to be in the club and they're too scared to even do it i i can respect this they like the feeling but it's like um it's like going on a scary roller coaster right you want to do it but you got to make yourself do it and then once you're there you're like oh yeah this is fun this yeah this was a lot of fun what was what was i being nervous for and then Mm -hmm. when you get off of it you just puke everywhere because you have terrible vertigo that's what they're yeah that's you um Itadori has no interest in these sports clubs and has his own reasons for wanting to be home by five. Which is <laughs> okay. kind of a weird thing for him to say, right? Yeah. You could just say, I like to get home early, but that may mm-hmm. I don't know what is going on there.
1: That I just remember. this reminds me of when I was a youngin' and the stuff I would do before my parents would get home around five thirty. Mm-hmm. I would get home about four thirty. The stuff I would do that for that hour while they were not home
0: is just unfathomable speaking of dark arts by the way while all of this is going on takagi is frozen in the background with a few rapscallions who are taking selfies and balancing shot put balls on his head what is the ball called and shot put. a shot ball
1: it's a shot ball a ball it's either a ball shot or a shot ball
0: wow this guy knows his stuff so the guy looking for the curses is also quite impressed with Itadori because he pulled that off without using any cursed energy. And Itadori runs off, and as he passes Mr. Curse Man, he notices the presence of a cursed object. But he can't catch up to old Itadori because he literally, his legs become wheels. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it's an anime. And... Uh, we then see it's Dory buying some flowers and making his way to the hospital where his grumpy gramps is saying how he told him not to come and how he wants him to stop bringing him flowers. This is so sweet and beautiful. I There's so many times I've bought flowers for
1: people and brought it to them, and mm-hmm. they said, I don't want you anywhere near me. Yeah. Don't bring me flowers. And I just keep doing it, and then eventually maybe the police gets involved and stuff. Right. But it, it's always a sweet gesture to do it Yeah, it's
0: not so much that I don't think they wanted the flowers. That was a nice gesture. I'm thinking it was the restraining orders that they had in place that was the reason well, they didn't like you bringing the flowers. Well, I'm... But, yeah. you know... But no, Itadori. He's a <sighs> sly dog. He knows how to play the game of love, and says that they are actually for the nurses. Oh, <laughs> and this is the grumpiest looking grump I've ever seen of all grumps. This guy right here. He starts to tell Itadori about his parents, but you know Itadori tells him he doesn't want to hear about him, and asks if he could stop trying to act all cool before he dies. I like that. That's, you know, he's giving it back to him, which I respect. You you start to get a feel for this grandfather-grandson relationship.
1: That's kind of how I am with my grandparents. We just
0: feed each other just bullshit like that. It's awesome. It's a very hostile but weirdly kind conversation. It feels extremely healthy. And Grandpa turns away, closes his eyes, and then says, Yuji, you're a strong kid, so help others. And that is Chaz's Q O D. Right there. Alright, you kinda of stepped on this beautiful poem of uh, life lesson the grandpa said, so I'm gonna start over, but that's okay. your that's your quote of the day.
1: The first just the first line right there. I, like, I don't want to continue it. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I like for you to say it if it's yours. I don't have it written down because I was expecting well, you to say it. Well it's your quote of the day, so you probably love it okay. if it's your quote of the day. Um, so you hold probably on. It's a page uh, flip. It's like he got lost in his notes. It was a, let me uh, it was six words, so I think you got this. Itadori. Well he says Yuji. Well, it, it, I'm I am mm-hmm. saying
1: this is directed towards right. Itadori but just, or Yuji as some people would call him. Yeah. Well, You're a scrambling. strong
0: kid. Mm-hmm. So help others. Nailed it. He just had to look for it in his notes a second. He said he didn't write it down, but it's very clear that he did write it down. So don't know why he lied. And if, well, if know, we didn't say that line enough, here, I'm going to say it again, because we're very thorough. Well, hold on. Before you say it, I, the reason it hit me so hard is because
1: no one's ever called me strong before.
0: Right. Well, I think you typically only call people strong if they are strong, which hints what you got. Yeah, going. but. So I'm going to say this quote now. Okay. You're a strong kid, so help others. Even if it's only those closest to you, just save the people you can. It's okay if you lose your way, and don't worry about whether they'll thank you or not. Just save as many people as you can, even if it's only one. When you die, you should end up surrounded by people. Don't be like me. And then he fucking dies. Yeah.
1: (laughs) This guy's been holding that in until the very last second. Dude, this always gets me, gets straight to my soul and to my teardrops in my heart whenever I, someone says, don't be like me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we don't want to be an old grumpy man that's sitting in the hospital, bitching at nurses, and now he's finally telling Yuji
0: that right before he closes his eyes and passes away, and it's beautiful. It's a it's a really like interesting relationship because... I've I've heard from like different podcasts or interviews or whatever where Well, you of, listen to other podcasts. Yeah. Um, where like Japanese people will talk about their relatives and how they have a hard time expressing love. And I thought this was like a great way that the grandpa feels like he he knows he's at the end of his ropes. He's always joking and, you know, picking on Yuji. And so he's got he can't even say it to his face. He's gotta turn away to not look at him in his mm-hmm. eyes, but is able to like get this last just like beautiful little speech yeah. here, just a great yeah, it combo. is it
1: is weird that culture is kind of like it's like they respect them more after their past
0: right, and I like I don't I'm not making assumptions here this is yeah. just what I've heard, I'm sure there's plenty that probably do show love well but that's yeah, just, I've seen I, mulan I think that that's a it was a cool way that they kind of showed that so. We move on. Let me get your take, Chaz. But it seems like, to me, this is just what I picked up on, one of these nurses starts flirting it up a little bit with Itadori literally seconds after he signs his grandfather's death certificate.
1: Yeah, this. Is the, I mean, it's the classic lady move. The ladies are always like this. Um, they just take advantage of men whenever they're in, at their lowest point. <laughs> they're points. just
0: always all over you, even... <laughs> You have relatives die, and next thing you know, they're just like, yeah. as you're signing the death certificate, they're leaning over and being like, so what are you doing tomorrow? It's just, God. So, uh, God, we have so many girlfriends. It's ridiculous. Jeez. Uh, by that, you mean zero. I just want someone to love me. So, like I said, she's leaning over on the desk, giving him some smiles and kind eyes, and he looks up, and who is standing in the shadows? None other than- His okay, grandpa. Here we go. Oh. Fishy girl, How, what Fushy do you fishy girl? Fishy girl?
1: Yeah. Fushy? No, not not no 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 not fishy girl. That
0: okay. fishy girl. Can we be serious for a second, yes. Mister Fishy girl? I want to get this right. Okay. And th- see, you're laughing and saying fishy girl. I'm no. not laughing. Well, you're laughing because you're smiling. I'm not uh, smiling. And you're giggling like a little school girl. My Beautiful face. I'm being serious. Here. We're professional podcasters. Get your fucking Dude, okay. Act speaking together. of my face, man. Let's
1: before we go over this, let's talk about this. Alright. Shaved my beard off, my luscious flowers on my face. And Don't you, call
0: flowers. And you They were pube sized. I hairs. walk
1: I walk into work. Mm-hmm. That's besides the point. Yep. I walk into work. I've got my just gorgeous face there. Right. And well, not gorgeous. I'm not gonna call myself gorgeous. Just
0: like uh, clean
1: baby face. Toot your own horn over there, buddy. Clean baby face. And I walk up to you, start talking to you, and I have to say to you because Mm. you don't mention it. Right. Thanks. I like my face shaved too. Yeah. You you would think your best bud or Mm -hmm. apparently best bud would say something about your beard being on.
0: Interesting that you're just gonna assume you're my best bud. Uh yeah. And I'm happy to uh, address this. I'll say, this. Um, I often get haircuts, and you never have anything to say about them. It's different. No, it's different different. because you wear a hat, and I can't see under your hat. Uh, it gets cleaned up around the edges. Gets shaved in the back. So if you can I don't see the. I don't look at the back of your head. I look at the front of your head. We work eight hours a day, five days a week. So it seems like you know. I know you love to make eye contact with me because I've got beautiful pools of mud because it's kind of a brown-hazel situation going on, Uh, just start complimenting my haircuts. And maybe I'll start saying something about your little kid baby face. You look like you're eight years old. Is that what you wanted me to say, Chaz? No, I wanted you to say... Is that what you wanted? You wanted me to say, hey, i got to start being careful around you because you look like you're 14. (laughs) No, I didn't want you to. I wanted you to
1: say maybe a girl will actually like you now. And by girl, the only girl that would is somebody that's 15 because I look like I'm 15. And multiple people at work even said, you look like you're underage now and that you shouldn't even be here. You should be in school. And And they laughed. And they laughed. Yeah, they laughed. So yeah, I'm never doing it again. So thanks for nothing. Let's talk about fishy girls. So fushy, fushy girl, huh? Fushiguru. I thought it was Fushiguro. No, Fushiguro, right?
0: Fushiguro? Is it Fushigaru or Fushiguro? Let me see if there's a way... Let me see if there's a YouTube tutorial that tells me how to say it. Just so intimidated. And you try... Listen. You try and listen inside the uh, um, the episode, and they talk... So I can't do it. I can't figure out when they're saying a the word, and it's just... It's very intimidating... And, you know, sub over dub, so I don't go over the dub. And my laptop sounds like it's exploding. Fushiguru. Where's your laptop? Fushiguru.
1: It's Fushiguru. We just it's heard it. It's not
0: Fushiguru. My, lap- you- my laptop's getting ready to explode. Yeah, you might want to bring it back down to where you were. Jeez. It sounds like a jet engine is taking off. Pronounce Fushiguru. Pronouns. It's not a cat from Pinocchio. It looks like there aren't great many great matches. You know what? Just say however you want to say it. No, dude, I found a thing. What did you type in? I said how to pronounce. How you, okay, how do you spe, how do you spell it? Maybe I spelled it way off. Oh my god, this fucking guy. F U S H I. Whoa. And now, wow. This is F U S H I, Fushi. You read the you read the subtitles, Fushi. And then Guru. I I type things at how I'm going to say it. Fushiguro. It is definitely Fushiguro. Did you find the website? Yep.
1: Fushiguro. <laughs> Did
0: and... you get that? <laughs> Let's do it one more time.
1: Fushiguro.
0: All right. Thank you, mom, for pronouncing that. All right, so Fushiguro's here, and no, nah, I'm just kidding. Fushiguro, right? That's what you heard? Yes. God, I'm so into- Can we call him Fushi? Just fucking say it. You know what? Fushi. I like Fushi a We're lot. we call him Fushi until hate, people- I hate
1: sushi, but I like Fushi.
0: So he says he's from Jujitsu High. They step aside, and we cut to Itadori apologizing for being in mourning right now, even though he's just flirting it up with the old nurse. Yeah. And Fushi says sorry that there's he's got not that, time. He's in that mourning wood because the cursed object you possess is very dangerous. He shows him a picture of it and Itadori's like, "Oh yeah, I found that. What do you mean dangerous?" Fushi says the number of unexplained deaths and missing persons within Japan exceeds 10,000 a year on average, and most of those are the result of curses. Dude, that's a lot. Is that a true statement? Not a obviously not the. Yes, guy. yeah, that's a true statement, Chaz.
1: I wonder if the ten over ten thousand is a true statement, other than it actually being
0: curses. Will you look that up. <laughs> <laughs> look, look that up real quick. That up. Uh, this podcast is just us looking things up. Mm-hmm. So most of those are the result of curses. Itadori is mourning so hard that he takes his time to lay down on a bench clearly very concerned fushi goes on to say that large pools of negative energy form especially easily in schools hospitals and so on negative negative emotions such as hardship regret shame become the source of such curses and that's why most schools secretly keep a cursed object such as a protective talisman
1: so do these schools even know that they're keeping that or that the you know the the jujitsu people. Just yeah, put like them they there.
0: just like plant them there. Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. Good work by you. The object Itadori found is one of these curses, and Fushi says placing a cursed object of greater evil is a deadly poison that keeps other curses away. It's a bad practice that only claims to protect. Over the years, it seals. Its seal weakens. And then it becomes yep. bait to lure, lure in and fatten up other curses. So basically, here's the way. That's a lot of, you know, very curse talk. kind Dialogue-y. of confusing. The way I simplified it for myself. We got a page turn going on over there. Think of the other weak curses as Ronnie and strong curses with the seal weakening. Like them flipping the Krispy Kreme hot light on. Okay. I'm going to be attracted to it every time in hopes that it will fatten me up. Nice. I that like that thing. Make
1: that makes... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I get this show a little bit more now. Hey, that's you what, using that analogy. That's what
0: we're here for. So the curse that Itadori found is classified as special grade, and he needs to hand it over before people start dying. Whoa. And he doesn't so. have a problem with that. You know, he hands an empty box to him and says, my senpai has it. He goes on to say, as a matter of fact, they were talking about removing the talisman tonight at school which leads to an absolute look of horror on Fushi's face as Itadori, who listens about as well as Chad does, asks, is that bad?
1: Yeah, Fugi. Is it Fugi or Fushi? What are we calling Fushi. it? Fushi. Okay.
0: You Remember you had that awesome sushi joke?
1: Oh, dude, I fucking hate sushi.
0: Yeah, I that's what you that. said in that awesome sushi get joke. <laughs> oh, that's not a joke. I hate sushi. So Fushi tells him it's worse than bad. They are going to die. Cut over to Aguchi-Guchi-Goo and Sasaki who is struggling with who is struggling with the wrapping on the cursed object. They're using the time to get real spooky in the candlelight. They got the lights off. They've snuck into the school. Some serious, Mm -hmm. scary stuff going on. Some oculent
1: stuff going.
0: She starts to unwrap the item which ends up being a scraggly, terrifying, decaying human finger. Gross. Yeah, it's just a fat old phalange My there. note right here is quite simply gross. And naturally, the candles blown out and miscellaneous open mouths and eyeballs start protruding from the ceiling above. Ugh. Is, this, is this fingernail painted?
1: This uh, No, this I think
0: it's decayed so far it's just turned black. Uh. You ever see someone who, like, bruises their toe or whatever and their toenail just... Turns black and then it falls off. Ugh. So Itadori and Fushi are running towards the school. Fushi says, Usually it's impossible for people who lacked cursed energy to unveil a talisman, but in this case, the curse is so strong and the seal is so weak, it might as well be paper. Itadori runs up to the school and is smacked by some cursed energy. Uh, Fushi runs up and tells him to stay there. We cut to the hallways. And this is
1: a. Didn't he say this is the first time he's ever felt or seen this?
0: Yeah, it's Dory. He's yeah. not. This is something he's not familiar with. Yeah. We cut to the hallways where the monster is up and walking, and it asked what any curse would ask. Do you know what that is, Chaz? Let me let me try it right here. And can, can you translate for us? Yes. Where is the phalange? No, it just wants to know what time it is. Oh. Does it actually say that? Yes, it says, what time is it? Oh. What did you say? What was that terrible thing that you made up on the spot? Where's the
1: phalange? The finger? I think he's looking for it.
0: Okay. (laughs) So, Gucci walks up, and Sasaki is relieved to see him until it's revealed that a little gremlin thing is wrapping its mouth around his head. The other monster... It grabs a hold of Sasaki, which I can't help but feel like could have been avoided if they just told my guy what time it is. He's late for an appointment. Fushi busts in to see a giant purple worm surrounded in eyeballs and a pair of Kylie Jenner lips. He calls for his Mm. demon dogs, which leads... We got two little puppy dude, dogs appearing is, out of thin air. This doggies! This is the coolest part
1: of the episode Yay. by far. I love Look these at little the guys. Little
0: doggies, dude.
1: Which one's your favorite?
0: It I, depends how I feel. You know, I like the little white one. I like the yeah. black one. I
1: like both of them, but for some reason, the the little white one makes me think of just snow, and I like snow a lot. So you so. like the
0: white? Okay, I'll take the black one. Okay. All right, mine's the black one. Yours is the white one. All right. Well, what are you gonna name him? Oh, I think he's already got a name. I would, you know, it's not my dog. Okay. I just want to cheer for him. He's my little puffy. Okay. Yay. So Itadori still standing outside watching purplish blue aura streaming out of the school. He tries to make himself not scared. He thinks back to his grandfather in the words that he told him. Uh, we cut back inside. We're going back and forth quickly here. The demon dogs and Fushi are hauling ass through the hallways. The dogs are eating up curses on the way when they turn the corner and see one curse just really exploring the mountains and valleys that is Sasaki's body. Very inappropriate touching
1: going on here. I'm not a fan. Dude, are these curses supposed to be like humans or something? They should
0: join our Discord because they're horny as fuck. Yeah. These monsters.
1: They're asking what time it is. Now they're indulging on some human. Like, are they supposed to be... Previous humans that are now curses, or how does this work? We don't
0: know, dude. You know, episode one. uh, I will say once again, hold your horses. All right, all right. Episode one. We don't don't have all the answers yet. Give me that horse emoji. And also, if you were listening to me earlier, you would have heard that curses come from the negative emotions that people feel. So
1: yes, negative emotions. But how how else would they appear without like a human sorcery uh, body type? to indulge on it. I don't know.
0: So very inappropriate touching going on. I was and high as balls when I watched these. And it's, well, don't say that. And it's not fair because this, we don't like illegal substances on this podcast. It's not fair that it's touching this way because the thing has like eight hands. And Fushi sees that the monster is trying to swallow not only her, but also the cursed object. He freezes, doesn't know what to do. And just when all hope is lost... The monster looks out of the corner of its eyes, where we see a heroic Itadori leap up, kick in the window, and give this thing a real good. What the hell knuckle is sandwich.
1: this guy? Thing, he said there were four levels up, and he just jumps up
0: Dude. and kicks in the. What the hell What's is going this on? Guy? This guy? Huh? Does he have springs in his knees? Well, he can jump four levels, but you still were trying to, you know, fight me on the fact that he had the world record shot put. Well, I'm still not bought on him being. <laughs> that athletic guy. <laughs> he's gonna do some more things we gotta see what else this guy's really got before we just get this guy on the team so after the knuckle sandwich fushi finishes off the curse and has no choice but to give Itadori some credit
1: and he gets the demon dogs oh. to eat him oh, yeah that was
0: beautiful so the demon dogs start eating circle him. of life Itadori asks, what's that munching on the curse and fushi says it's his shikigami
1: Ooh, some that reminds me of like a Death Note type thing.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and warn everyone. We will keep referring to them as doggies, uh, puppers, cute cutie little patooties. Okay. We will not be saying uh, shikigamis because.
1: Well, we're not gonna say cutie little patooties because. <laughs>
0: Why might call them a little cutie little patootie? <laughs> Look at him good boys just snowy i like i'm gonna name him snowy i wonder what's if they're both boys both girls what do we got going just my little dog's a good little girl she would eat monsters if i told her to yeah so fushi says that curses typically can't be seen unless you're on the verge of death or in special places like this (laughs) special places like this such as right outside the classroom of uh mrs jameson's 10th grade english class it's just a special place <laughs> Oculence. itadori casually just says oh that makes sense i haven't seen a ghost before tonight he's very much more calm than i would be in this situation fushi seems shocked that itadori's not scared as am i which is why i just said that yeah and i should have read further in my notes you because, really should have but... and been prepared like i am you know he says he was for a bit but did you know people can really die and fushi has the correct response to this statement which is huh i've never thought about that
1: <laughs> i've never until he just said that i've never really fully thought about it and it's got
0: me thinking last night it's goes on to say so i at least want the people i know to have proper deaths he starts to stand up as the finger slips but he catches it Fushi says that the special grade cursed object, Ryomen Sukuna's finger, and that it's a blessing that it didn't get swallowed. Itsidori asked if it tastes good. <laughs> uh, and listen, I know sometimes stuff doesn't look great but can taste good, but in this case I would like to just say, look at it. No. Hey, look at it.
1: He's definitely still in mourning for asking a question like that.
0: Looks like a finger that's been held up in a butthole for 45 okay, years. Okay, that's not... I'm does not it gonna, not look like that?
1: I'm not going to talk about b-holes on but this podcast. But does it look like that? I'm not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong, but I'm not going to talk about b-holes on this pod.
0: So Fuji says, you would eat it to gra- gain stronger cursed energy. He asked for him to hand it over. But just then, a giant hand comes from the ceiling. Things love coming from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. The shawl. I went ahead and learned that grabbing Fushiguro and belongs to no one other than Big Blue Lizard Guy from earlier. Everyone remembers this guy. You should have killed him when you Mm -hmm. had the chance. When he was swimming around midfield Mm -hmm. of the rugby field. He throws Fushi against the wall, causing the demon dogs to melt away. Bye, puppies. They'll be okay, I think. The monster busts through the wall, taking Fushi with him. Itadori gets involved as Fushi tells him to run away with the other two. Only people who can exercise curses can beat other curses. So we've got a little, what's it called here? Um, hold on, let me think, let me think. Sometimes I'm going to refer to these monsters as or monsters because there's a lot of curse talk in this show. So if you say curses a lot, it's kind of... Dang, I can't remember.
1: I've seen so many like things, I can't remember what I was going to say. Great podcasting.
0: Can you say what you just said again so people can really let that sink in? I have seen so many things that I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> All right. Thank uh. you. Uh, okay. Mm. <laughs> it's is in too deep now. So he continues to fight this thing saying, anyways, I already got my own troublesome curse. As he once again, thinks back to his grandpa's final words. The finger gets knocked out of his hand and is falling through the air. Itadori catches it with his teeth Mm. as he is held by the monster who is trying to eat him. Without any other choices, he flicks it up into the air and swallows it in one bite. He, Oh, dude. This just... uh, I did not...
1: Can you imagine just swallowing a
0: phalange hole? Ugh, it's the nail. It's the nail that yeah. I think about sliding down my throat, scraping the sides of my throat that I, just really makes me. Because mm-hmm. most of mm. with you, you've never had like nails. Things mm. with nails go down your throat. You've had other things. but mm. Mm. Fushi's terrified. I'm terrified. I'm, were you terrified? Yeah. Okay. Thinking to himself. But it's that, good, though. There's only one in a million chance that something bad Right, can. right, right. He does. Thanks for stepping on this. Uh, thinking to himself that it's a deadly poison and that he'll die for sure. But, and you guys haven't heard this yet, there's a one in a million chance, and cursed energy explodes from Itadori, allowing him to escape the monster. He comes charged. The monster comes charging at him again, but it is decimated into a million pieces by more energy.
1: Beautiful uh, animation there. I mean, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Where was this animation in the last show we watched? Whoa.
0: Whoa. I'm just kidding. I've seen people complain about it. I just had to throw that in there. Damn. As we pan down to see that Itadori all of a sudden got a badass manicure got some long nails and a couple of face tats
1: well are these the ones that you kind of just peel off of a sticker and put on you that's what i was thinking they were they're not that mean
0: maybe um he sure got them on there really quickly somehow i don't know how he got uh access to enough water that's true you get enough pressure yeah you got to really hold that thing for a few seconds to get a a good result um but we still, we're not sure of him about an, as an athlete, right? We need more proof. Is that what you said a few, earlier?
1: A few more episode proof.
0: He's got the badass makeover, and also, he also has another set of eyeballs, because if there's one thing I've learned about this show, it's that things love to come out of the ceiling, and also, it loves eyeballs. Mm-hmm. A lot of eyes in this episode. He starts to evil laugh as he rips off his shirt. Okay, calm down. Whoa. Got a Chaz in the room. Fushi thinks to himself that this was the worst one in a million chance. The special grade cursed object has incarnated. And boy, oh boy, this is a real Chad curse. Five seconds in human flesh, and it's not as kind as the other monsters wanting to know the time. This one wants to know, where are the women? And the children? Be careful, monster. You seem like a pretty bad guy. But we don't have to be a bad guy, yeah. right? Be careful. Maybe he just maybe he's not thinking of it in a bad way, though. The curse stands up on the side of the bridge and says, "What a wonderful era to be in! Women and children are crawling everywhere like maggots. Never mind. It'll be a massacre."
1: I thought he was talking good about them at first, but as soon as he said they're crawling around like maggots, yeah. it kind of changed the tone.
0: That made me a little more nervous <laughs> yeah. too. Itadori regains control of himself momentarily and says to give his body back. The cursed object is surprised that he is able to move and that Itadori can surprise him. How does this Dumbo Itadori, how is he able to control this guy? He's a... He's... And don't say he's an athlete. He's an athlete. (laughs) Fushi yells out to not move and says that he's no longer human. He goes on to say... Under Jiu Jitsu regulations, Itadori Yuji, I will exercise you as a curse. End of episode. Mm.
1: He doesn't need exercise. His body's got plenty of it. So, what did you think
0: this first episode? I liked the cliffhanger a lot at the end. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, there wasn't, I liked the characters enough, but there weren't any characters that just like really grabbed me. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I got to see what happens to this person. And I wasn't sure how I felt about just like this monster show, but once he swallows the finger and you kind of see what's you, you're definitely like, Oh, I want to see the next episode. That's the character I like is in Sakuna, the yeah, guy he turns into. Right. And to not get too ahead of myself, uh, the next episode is really something. But with that being said, this is a little part of the podcast we like to call "Learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad," and just for the new people out there, could you break this down a little bit? It's kind of
1: for anybody complex. that hasn't listened to this pod. Uh, basically, what we do in the segment is uh, we learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad.
0: Yeah, so basically, we're not talking about jujitsu kaisen anymore. If you're not interested in our bullshit, we're just gonna answer a couple questions in the episode that we get that you can uh, you can participate in by asking questions on discord we got a discord link in the description below you can follow us on twitter at podcast chronic or email us at the podcast chronicles at gmail.com you
1: can subscribe to us on youtube leave some comments
0: leave a thumbs up first question comes from Armin's dirty old grandpa interesting time of year in the sports calendar college basketball just had its championship game Masters this weekend, what would be y'all's dream sporting event to broadcast together? Oh, wow. Me and you. Great question. You know, at the helm, we snuck in some way. Oh. We, locked, we locked Jim Nance in a, in a janitor room. I'm
1: glad you said Jim Nance, because I think if we covered the Masters, we could make that shit so interesting. We're going to
0: do, so we got Vern Lundquist and Jim Nance in the janitor room. We've yeah. taken over, and you know, we're- We got them tied up. <laughs> And we're just like, and next, uh, this shot comes, uh, Chad, be careful, I see you looking at some of the women up there on the green today. Oh, and he hits this ball right over the water. He's gotta be happy with that one. And then, and then we just start yelling, he makes it, we're like, (laughs) oh my god! And that's actually just what we came prepared with, the shot actually goes 50 feet back into the woods, and we're like, oh, and it turns out he's actually, he's in the rough now, so... Uh, I do know that he's got to play it where it lands, so we'll see what happens next. This guy is fucking awful. I don't like... Can you work on your uh, golf announcer voice? This guy is fucking awful. Thank you. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got our point across. (laughs) Uh, Catherine says, question for the podcast. I didn't need to read that part. (laughs) <laughs> I was Thanks, curious Catherine. I was Moving curious on. about how yeah. You know, so Catherine says question for the podcast but like I said earlier didn't need to read that part I was curious about how you guys decided to start a podcast what was that conversation like and how did you decide on Attack on Titan basically she just wants the podcast chronicles origin story Chad's going to yawn for about 15 seconds and he's going to go uh, and answer that question Oh, I have to answer it? Yeah. Cause, cause um, okay. I'm I'll... sure you don't remember, so I just want you to make <laughs> up a story.
1: I'm not making up a story, dude. I fucking remember. Of course I remember. I remember like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. I remember like it was last year in July. Yep. Um. So, basically, I became a huge weeb this past couple years. And I've been trying to get Ronnie to watch all these different animes. Mm-hmm. And he was just not really having it. He kind of got into Death Note. He was like, yo, you should watch that because I hadn't really watched anything either. And then finally I said, all right, dude, Attack on Titan is my favorite, I think. I had only watched it once at this point. Now I've seen it like eight times. So I'm right. Yeah. But I told him, I was like, you got to watch it. He watched like the first four episodes. Took like another month, and he's like, yeah, I haven't seen any more. And I was like, wow. So he's just done with that show, just I guess. such a
0: busy guy, you know, I've got all kind of business meetings yeah. to attend to. I was and... like, well,
1: this guy's a loser. And then now you take off kind of how you started, because you kind of brought up the idea.
0: It wasn't me. Um, yeah, I honestly don't even remember how one of us first said it. I had watched it. I liked the show. And well, I, I, mean, we I didn't I,
1: like the show, but... Be honest, you watched it in dub, you thought it was
0: shit, and then you went to sub, and you're like, okay, this is good. I liked the premise (laughs) of the show. The dub was a little bit too much for me. I watched it in sub, enjoyed it much better, and I'm the type of person who, you know, we work in a, uh, it's a very prominent warehouse, like it's very, you know, it's a warehouse, but it's very business-like, and a lot of business deals get done, we definitely don't like move boxes or anything, and so anyway... I, since we do that important work, but yeah. people kind of leave us to ourselves, uh, I like to plug in and listen to podcasts for most of the time. So, when I watch shows, I often look for podcasts, and there wasn't a podcast on it. And I said, hey, or there was like one podcast. Yeah, I said, we could, we could do this, kind of as a joke, because I never thought in a million years you would have <laughs> the patience to do a podcast. And you shocked That's me, and you up. were kind of like, yeah, we can do it. And so... We bought um, so is it 500 or $600? It were like $500, $600 microphones from Amazon, and we just started doing it. One thing led to another, and we kept doing it, and now we're here. And then we eventually bought $1,000
1: mics. We kept right. upgrading yep. mic stands. And that's kind of
0: the origin story.
1: That's the origin, but I will... Now you're kind of talking about the journey. Well, that's the journey, but to continue on the origin story... We probably when we started the very first episode, I mm-hmm. think we thought we might make it through five, right?
0: And then, well, be- I thought we might make it through five because I just couldn't, I could not see you consistently taking notes, and then us getting together and recording this every single. And for the beginning, we had to hustle to get we caught hustled up, that we recorded two times a week, and each time we would do like three episodes. So that yeah. was that was quite a grind, and we got through it, and since then, it's just been fun because when we did it, we were having fun, like we were laughing and stuff, and no one was listening, and we slowly yeah. got a few listeners here, a few listeners there, and now it's just a lot of fun with just like this little bitty community we've built up, so that just makes it even more mm-hmm.
1: fun. And yeah, I don't like how you said you didn't expect me to keep grinding and going. I I mean,
0: honestly, uh, it's a compliment because I couldn't believe, (laughs) couldn't believe, and I still don't, I I will, I'll say this too, I still am surprised every week when you show up and you actually have taken notes. See,
1: I'm, I'm going to compliment you here. You gave me a compliment, I'll compliment you. Oh, thanks. I figured you would be the biggest dickhead on every episode, would take it so serious, and if I like chuckled or anything, you would slap me across the face. But luckily, you seem to have some fun with it, and you kind of just roll with the punches, and you're not as big of a dick as I thought. So there's a compliment. Yeah,
0: if you're a new listener, I would su- say that we like to rip on the show. Sometimes we laugh at the characters, but ultimately we care, and it's just, it's our personalities. We're mm-hmm. just dick. Uh, our tagline is, two assholes recording a podcast with mics they bought from Amazon. That's just what we'll always be. Yeah. Well, ne- we're never going to change. Never changing. <coughs> and, Carl, you all right? Mm-hmm. You got anything else you want to talk about? Um, no. All right. So that is season 1 episode 1 of Jitsu Kaisen in the books. Uh, this should be released Sunday night, should be ready for your work commute or work day Monday. And the next one we're going to drop yep. on Thursday night and should or be ready school. for school. You can Friday. listen to this while you're at school. Well, we've said this before, I'll say it again. Probably shouldn't be listening to us if you're uh, underage because we are some despicable human beings. And Chaz yeah. yeah. is just not that good of a person.
1: Okay, you can learn a lot of life lessons from me, but wait till you're 18 to learn them.
0: Thanks for listening. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chaz. We'll talk with you later. Peace. Peace.